We are going through the book of Romans when I preach, going through the book of Romans on uh, Sunday morning. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 14, verses 13 through 23. I'll read these uh, verses for us, uh, and then we will have our sermon on them. Romans chapter 14, verses 13 through 23. I will be uh, reading from the uh, early version of the New International Version. The uh, New International Version once again. Hear the word of God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy your brother for whom Christ died. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned If he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. The Word of God. Once again, the church at Rome was made up of two groups of people believing Jews who had been saved out of a strict, legalistic background and believing Gentiles who were never concerned about the things which had occupied the lives of the Jews. And those two backgrounds among those two groups of people caused difficulties in the church at Rome. Some of the Jews, many of the Jews, thought that it was a sin to eat the meat found in Rome. 
because they didn't think it was kosher. So they ate only vegetables. And they thought that it was a sin not to observe the Jewish holy days. So they observed every single one of them. Some of the Gentiles, many of the Gentiles, no doubt, however, ate whatever they wanted, meat, vegetables, whatever. And they didn't feel compelled to observe the Jewish holy days. Tension in the congregation, difficulties, division. In Romans 14, verses 1 through 12, we saw that Paul wrote to the believers in Rome about their situation, accept one another. He said to them, here is what you are to do with one another. Receive one another. Differences and all, you are to welcome one another in your hearts. Remember? In Romans 14, verses 13 through 23, our verses for today, Paul also says this to the believers in Rome. Do not be a stumbling block to your brothers and sisters. Avoid causing your brothers and sisters in Christ to fall in their spiritual lives just so you can live out your particular convictions. Avoid being a spiritual stumbling block to them. Verse 13. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. This morning, from our verses in Romans 14, we are going to notice four reasons from Paul as to why he wrote to the Romans, do not put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. Four whys from the word of God, four whys of not being a stumbling block to fellow believers. Before we take up those four whys of Paul, though, let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we asked at the very beginning for you to help us to worship you. We ask again, help us in this time of the preaching of your word. Help us to uh, worship you by listening, paying attention, praying to you to take what we're hearing and work it into our lives. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, aid me to be your person. Keep me pleased in the truth. And once again, in your grace, honor and glorify yourself by working in all of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Reason number one for not being a stumbling block. Because of what it does to fellow believers. Because of the spiritual harm it does to fellow believers. The harm that takes place is given to us in the very words stumbling block and obstacle of verse 13. Verse 13, once again. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. A stumbling block is literally something against which one may strike his foot, causing him to stumble or even fall. Here's a cross-country runner. She is running in a race. But during the race, her foot hits a root in the ground or it strikes an embedded rock. And she stumbles in the race, perhaps even falls. She is impeded in her progress. Application for us, believers are running a spiritual race. We want to keep the faith. We want to grow in the character of Christ. We want to more and more live godly lives. We want to faithfully serve the Lord Jesus. But Paul writes in Romans 14, we can impede one another in our spiritual race. We can cause one another to stumble, to fall spiritually. We can do that by refusing to act in love with our particular convictions. We can do that by insisting on expressing our particular persuasions on non-foundational matters. Get into the history of the church at Rome. Some of the Gentile Christians in Rome were not being considerate of the Jewish Christians. They were not being considerate of the Jews' problem with eating meat. The Gentiles saw no problem with meat, and so they ate meat. They ate meat regularly, they ate meat outwardly, they ate meat openly, they ate meat publicly. Paul says, in effect, to the Gentiles, do you realize what you are doing to your brothers and sisters in Christ? You are causing them to stumble in their Christian lives just for your convictions. Lay aside the meat in love. Remove the stumbling block. Look at verses 20 and 21 of Romans 14. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. That word destroy there carries the meaning, do not tear down. Spiritually speaking, do not tear down the work of God. The work of God in individuals, the work of God in the Christian community for the sake of food. All food is clean, 
But it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. One result of being a stumbling block, it tears down our fellow believers in Christ. Then the harm that takes place in reference to fellow Christians is also brought up in the word obstacle in verse 13. That word is there in the NIV translation. And it's there also in, in, the, uh, in the Greek. Obstacle. Obstacle here I have read is, is being used of something that constitutes a temptation to sin. It is something that entices someone to do what for him or her would be wrong. So Paul also points out that the harm to fellow believers in being a stumbling block is it encourages them to go against their conscience insisting on expressing our convictions encourages them into what would be for them paths of unrighteousness, temptation. Jesus and Peter, at the end of Matthew 16, Jesus is talking about his upcoming death that it has to be. Peter takes Jesus aside and says to him, never, never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Peter is tempting the Lord Jesus to avoid the cross, actually. Jesus says to Peter, verse 23, out of my sight, Satan, you know, what's he getting at? You are a stumbling block. The word there means temptation. You are a temptation to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. We can be a temptation to one another, not holding our convictions in love. Tempts people to go in ways that would not be right for them. And so point one, in reference to why we are not to be a stumbling block, point one is because of the serious harm that it does to fellow believers. It entices them, it tempts them, it tears them down, it impedes their spiritual progress just so we can parade our convictions about non-essential items. Point two, we are not to be a stumbling block because of what it will do to us. Well, what will it do to us? It will make us sinners. Leading a person to stumble or fall spiritually 
tempting a person to do what for him or her is wrong just for our particular persuasions is wrong. It is sin against God. And that is brought up at least twice in our verses of this morning. Look with me at uh, two places in our text to see this. First, let's once again notice the words of verse 20. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. But it is wrong for a person to eat anything, drink anything, do anything that causes someone else to stumble. You think drinking alcohol is fine. But you're in a situation where your brother in Christ, who is with you, thinks it's not fine. Too bad for him. I'm going to drink. I'm not going to let him govern my life. No. It is wrong for a person to eat anything, drink anything, do anything that causes someone else to stumble. You think eating out on Sunday is okay, but you're in a situation where your brother who is with you thinks it's not okay. Too bad for him. I'm not going to let him govern my life. No, it's wrong for a person to eat anything, drink anything, do anything that causes someone else to stumble. Then notice verse 22. Here's another location. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. We know that having another God besides the Lord God is sin. We know that misusing the name of the Lord God is sin. We know that not keeping Sunday holy is wrong and telling a lie and not obeying authorities which are over us and coveting. Those things are wrong as well. But so is being an obstacle to brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul writes in verse 22, we condemn ourselves when we are such to fellow Christians. We make ourselves guilty. And so reason number two, we are not to be a stumbling block because of what it does to us. I was with a, a fellow pastor who uh, said something like, he refrained from doing a particular thing because he didn't want to wrongly affect other Christians who might not have the same view as he. 
he restrained himself from doing a particular thing because he didn't want to wrongly impact other Christians who might not have the same view as he. My friends, that's good. <laughs> it's tough, but it's, it's right. For being a stumbling block is a sin. Martin Luther once said, a Christian is a most dutiful servant of all, subject to all. Perhaps you have been thinking this morning, wow, I have to, I have to really be something in reference to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Wow, what you have been saying, Pastor, is rather a lot. I have to do rather much for them. A Christian is a most dutiful servant of all, subject to all. That is the example of our Lord Jesus, and that is the way we are to be as followers of the Lord Jesus. Point three, we are not to be a stumbling block. Once again, we're not to take our convictions about non-essential items and parade them and force them on those who would not agree with us because of what the kingdom of God is. Look now at the words of verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not a matter of our particular convictions about matters of indifference. It is not a matter of eating meat or not eating meat, of observing Jewish holy days or not observing Jewish holy days. Someone has written, I have seen churches divided over matters that were really insignificant when compared with the vital things of the Christian faith. I have heard of churches being split over such minor matters as the location of the piano in the sanctuary and the serving of meals on Sundays. This person goes on to say, not the externals, but the eternals must be first in our lives. R.C. Sproul, in one of his books, uh, says, I, I recall a certain dinner I ate with a group at a restaurant. The waitress came to us and asked, may I take your drink orders? Would anyone like a cocktail? Our hostess, he said, immediately cut her off by saying, no, we are Christians. The self-righteousness of our hostess not only embarrassed the waitress who was simply doing her job, but she gave a wrong message about Christianity. Christianity 
is not about eating and drinking. Some of us are still struggling with that, no doubt. But I just want you to know that my understanding of Romans 14 says that's right on. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ being put to our account through faith in him and right conduct toward others which flows from that. It's about peace, peace with God, and peace with everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus. And it's about joy, the joy of having eternal life and the joy of being part of the family of God. That is what the kingdom of God is about, and that is what we are to be about, righteousness, peace, and joy. We are not to be about causing people to stumble spiritually just so we can live out our opinions about certain things. Before we leave this point, we need to ask ourselves this, but how can we get over being stumbling blocks? It is so easy to not walk in love toward one another. It is so easy to major in the minors. How can we major in the majors? Answer, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If each believer would yield to the Holy Spirit of God, and have the Holy Spirit control him or her, then we would not have Christians fighting with each other over the place of the piano in the sanctuary, or as I have heard, drapes or no drapes on windows in the sanctuary. I have a friend who, as a teenager, led his father to the Lord. His father became a Christian because, as he told his son, he had seen such a change come over his boy. He had seen such a real change. That change was because of the work of the Holy Spirit. And if each believer would yield to the Holy Spirit, and have the Holy Spirit control him or her, then we would not have Christians fighting with each other over minor matters. Rather, we would see the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so let us be about yielding to the Holy Spirit of God and having the Holy Spirit control each one of us. The last reason for not being a stumbling block is because of the wonderful words of Romans 14, 18. 
Notice those words. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Those last words of verse 18 are wonderful words. Pleasing to God. Approved by men. They are words, I hope, that all of us would like to have written across our entire lives, pleasing to God and respected by men. If we will act towards one another in love, if we will not trip up our brothers and sisters in Christ because of our opinions, if we will not be a temptation to them to sin, if we will build up instead of tear down, then we will have those words written across our lives in that area. Then we will be pleasing to God and approved by men in that area. A number of years ago, I was playing golf in North Carolina, out in the country of North Carolina. And as I played, I, I came upon a, a cemetery. There was a, an old cemetery that came up to and bordered uh, the golf course. Uh, no one was behind me, and so I left my clubs and I went over to the cemetery and I, I started uh, just walking through the cemetery and, and reading uh, the tombstones. How, how would you like to have written on your tombstone pleasing to God and respected by men? We can begin to have that be true of us if we will make up our minds, now listen, in humility to consider others better than ourselves. That's the word of God, Philippians 2. If we will in humility consider others more important than ourselves, if we will serve others in love. Do not be a stumbling block because of what it does to fellow believers, because of what it does to us, because of what the kingdom of God is, and because of these wonderful words of Romans 14, God is pleased and people are thankful for us. Let's pray.